You're listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. The views and opinions shared on this program don't necessarily reflect those of Citywide Home Loans. Citywide Home Loans, LLC, NMLS 67180. David Hosterman, NMLS 220562. Jonathan Edwards, NMLS 671258. Equal housing lender. Regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all that apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. Good morning and welcome to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. I'm Jonathan Edwards with Citywide Home Loans. In the studio this morning, we have our MVP guest host, Rick Culp with Brokers Guild Real Estate. This is the show that brings you today's most relevant real estate insights and experiences from the industry's most dedicated players. Today, we are going to talk all things foreclosure. What is a foreclosure? How can you avoid foreclosure? What investment opportunities exist within foreclosures? We will all, we'll also discuss some of the basic guidelines and regulations for purchasing foreclosure properties. And stay tuned for a triple play of Denver's hottest listings. We're going to throw out our yellow card. A quick disclaimer that Citywide Home Loans and Brokers Guild Real Estate are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other participant. Rick Kalp, thanks so much for joining us on the show again. Great. I'm glad to be here. Rick, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, for those of you that don't know Rick Culp, he is a wealth of knowledge with, what, 25 years? About 29 now. 29 years in the industry. Uh, Rick's been uh, with a couple of different companies and, and most recently for the last few years with Brokers Guild Real Estate as their training and uh, mentor director. Rick, tell us a little bit about uh, your experience here in Colorado with real estate. So um, when I got into the market uh, many, many years ago, a little bit different. Homes, obviously, were a whole lot cheaper. Yeah, they were. Didn't have as many real estate brokers in the market. So um, obviously, things have changed over the years. We had this uh, really low interest rate going on for several years, kind of depleted our inventory, drove prices up. But with every upturn in the market, eventually we do possibly see a downturn, which is kind of what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, absolutely. So we are going to talk about, as previously mentioned, foreclosures. And Rick, before we dive too deep into uh, foreclosures, I want to take a minute and get your feel, your pulse, if you will, for what's going on in the real estate market here in Denver. What are you seeing with the agents that you're working with? You know, we noticed in the fourth quarter, uh, as the feds kept bumping the rates, we noticed that that was a shock to the consumer, so everybody just kind of shut down on buying. And obviously, that caused inventory to start sitting a little bit. So things slowed down. But then the first of this year, we noticed uh, things have pepped back up a little bit. There, I've looked at a lot of reports, and I'm seeing so much conflicting information. Um, a lot of people, analysts, are saying that we're going to have a crash other, I, I guess there was a news report the other night that we're back into a seller's market. Denver continues to be a pretty solid market. We're not a manufacturing hub. We're an IT hub, among other businesses, and we've always been fairly solid with our uh, economy and employment. So with that being said, um, there still probably could be a, a little bit of a downturn in the market. 
Yeah. And, I, you know, we have seen uh, as recently as within the last couple of weeks, multiple offer situations on some of our uh, our clients that are offering on homes. In fact, uh, just last night, we had a client that was offering on a property that's a multiple offer situation. So certainly not 25 offers like we were seeing for a while there or, you know, the craziness that we've seen. But I think that that certainly shows an indication that there is. Uh, some demand still out there. And hopefully inventory, as you mentioned, comes back a little bit. There's a little bit more inventory for these buyers to look at instead of feeling that they have to jump all over any house that comes on the market the minute that it comes on the market and give them a little bit of relief. Rick, you've got a unique perspective in the market here because not only have you been in the industry for 29 years, but you also mentor a number of newer agents. Um, talk to us a little bit about that mentoring and what, how you're helping those agents to navigate uh, their real estate, the contracts, and the process itself. So the process of becoming a new realtor or a real estate broker, um, the Real Estate Commission requires that you – have a high level of supervision your first two years in the industry. So basically what I do is I work with uh, all of our new agents on their a minimum of their first three transactions, just from start to finish to make that sure that the contracts are properly filled out and prepared, all the paperwork is there, negotiate through inspection, uh, any issues, um, you know, and then attend the closing with the brokers, and just to make sure that they're doing everything that they should be doing the, the right way. Awesome. Well, thanks, Rick. Let's dive in. Let's talk about foreclosures. First of all, uh, what is a foreclosure? Talk to us about what is a foreclosure. How does somebody get to a point where they are in foreclosure? Well, in Colorado, um, there are two different types of foreclosures. Although we are basically considered a non-judicial foreclosure state. Uh, About half the states are non-judicial foreclosures. About half are judicial foreclosures. The difference is in, a, in a, a state with judicial foreclosures, it takes years to foreclose on a home. In Colorado, it's eight or nine months. It's a much faster process. So once you are basically 90 days past due on your mortgage, that is when the the lien holder or the bank, whoever's holding the note on your property, will send a what's called a notice of election and demand to the public trustee and they file the foreclosure paperwork with the court system. Interesting. Okay. So at that point, um, you know, what does the process look like from there? Or, you know, what is the difference between like a pre-foreclosure and a foreclosure? Um, that's, that's a good it, question. A lot of consumers get that mixed up. Pre-foreclosure means someone is in the foreclosure process, but they can, they can, they, they can file a notice of intent to cure within 15 days prior to the foreclosure sale date and actually through selling their home or coming up with some money somewhere, pay off their arrearages and stay in the home, okay? The foreclosure means that the bank has actually sold their home at the foreclosure sale or taken it back, one of the two, and now the bank actually owns the property. That is a foreclosed home. Okay, so with the pre-foreclosure, they can actually get back on track. They can get back on track. Is that, do you happen to know, does that report on the credit? I I imagine it must because they're three payments late, right? Or haven't made three payments. Obviously, each time you miss a payment, it's, it's, it's pretty traumatic to your credit score. However, it doesn't have the impact 
as a foreclosure because a foreclosure will stay on your credit report for seven years. And Experian is one of the top um, credit bureaus, and they have said next to a bankruptcy, foreclosure is the most damaging thing that you can have on your credit report. So if somebody is in pre-foreclosure and they uh, decide to sell the home, is it, is it possible that they can sell the home? And if so, do they need the permission of the lien holder to do so if they, it's in pre-foreclosure? They don't need the permission of the lien holders. As a matter of fact, it's encouraged. Now, in pre-foreclosure, the, the, uh, an attorney that represents the lien holder has the file. They are work, actively working that foreclosure. So, but a homeowner could hire a real estate broker. They could also try to sell it on their own by owner. But due to the time constraints, I would recommend they hire an agent, get the home listed. There's certain um, disclosures that need to be made and don't need to be made um, regarding that. But um, as far as the real estate broker and his relationship with the homeowners and then what they need to disclose. One of the things that's interesting about the foreclosure process is that the the homeowner that is in foreclosure does not have to disclose to the public that their home is in foreclosure. That's considered a motivating factor, and neither the listing broker nor the homeowner needs to disclose that, although it is public records if you do your due diligence and check it out. Interesting. So you said that it can take typically anywhere from nine months to two years, depending on the type. Not two years here. Uh, but Right, states. right, but in, in some, some states. states. What happens to uh, to the homeowner during that time period? I mean, do they get kicked out of the house after three months, or are they still in the property until they can until the lien holder can get a legal what is it an eviction to get them out of the house? The homeowner actually can stay in in the home all the way up to the public trustee foreclosure sale date. At the, and and if the home is dis, it usually will be uh, either bought by an investor or uh, someone that wants to buy it at the sale. Or if the bid amount is not sufficient uh, based on what the bank is asking, the bank will just take it back. At that okay. time, the homeowner is going to have to leave. But they can leave. stay in the home pretty much up to the time Interesting. they lose their home. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so if somebody is in pre-foreclosure, but they're like, hey, I think we can sell this property. There's still some demand in our market. I'm going to hire, hire a real estate agent. Do real estate agents get full commission on those transactions? It's strictly negotiable between, okay. yeah, it's negotiable between the homeowner and the realtor. The difference between this downturn that we could potentially see in our market and the one that happened back in 2007 through 2010 is that most of the loans that were being foreclosed on had little or no equity. A lot of the homeowners due to the, you know, market the last few years do have equity. Yeah. So if you're in a if you're out there listening to this and you have gotten behind on your payments, you are in pre-foreclosure, put your home on the market. Don't lose your equity. You can sell your home and and once the lien holder and any fees that are owed have been paid. Any leftover money is yours. That's your equity that you've worked hard to build up. So save what, you know, salvage what you can. Salvage what you can. I like that, Rick. I think that makes a lot of sense. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Denver 1600. Check out past episodes on our podcast at denversports.com. For mortgage questions and information, give us a call at 303 921 Five seven four seven. If you would like to get in touch with Rick Kalp about buying or selling your next home or to talk more about foreclosures, Rick can be reached at 
Rick, this is the part of the show where I get to talk about Denver's hottest listings, and I've got some really good ones here. Um, Pete Mark, who's a great agent, happens to be over there with you at Brokers Guild Real Estate. He's got an incredible listing here at 2132 Lincoln Street in Longmont. It's on the market at 430000 a single-family residence with just over 1,300 square feet, three bedrooms, one bath, Large fenced-in backyard, which is large enough for your own garden, swimming pool, or other adventures. Home is located within a few minutes' walk to parks, schools, recreation areas. It is only a short 10-minute drive to historic downtown Longmont. If you'd like some more information on this property, give Pete a call at 720-203-8812. I've got another one here. Lori Anders has got a great listing at 966 Dogwood Drive. This one's on the market at 1115000 a single-family residence in Golden. And this one is just over 3,900 square feet with six bedrooms and three bathrooms. Are you looking for mountain living with the convenience of an easy commute to the city? This is the one. Newly remodeled walkout basement. This open concept floor plan is is enveloped by windows allowing for beautiful natural light to flow throughout. There's some great upgrades, including a home theater. It's also got uh, Tesla solar panels, which have been paid off, a 50-amp electric vehicle charger. And the community itself has competition-sized lap pool, swimming pool, hot tub, tennis courts, pickleball, all kinds of great stuff if you would like some more information on this property, give Lori Anders a call at 303-564-5918. And last but not least, Jaime Gomez has an excellent listing here at 7831 South Addison Way, listed at 549000 another single-family residence, just under 2,000 square feet, two bedrooms, two baths. Needs some TLC. Welcome to the Heritage Adult Community 45 plus age group uh, built by U.S. Homes. This community also has a clubhouse, restaurant, tennis courts, bocce ball courts, full fitness center, indoor and outdoor pools, many trails and parks with easy access to 470. An excellent, excellent property. Give Jaime Gomez a call at 303-751-2400 if you'd like some more information. Rick, let's go ahead and dive back into foreclosures here. What signs might indicate a downturn in the market? How do we know, in other words, are people potentially going to come into some pre-foreclosure, foreclosure circumstances? One of the, I, I recently wrote a foreclosure and short sale class that I'll be teaching to um, real estate brokers all over the city. And one of the alarming things in doing my research was, Dow Jones has a market watch report that they put out. And I was looking at these numbers, and this had to do with personal savings of Americans. And in the second quarter pre-pandemic of 2019, Americans had personal savings of $1.41 trillion. Sounds pretty good. The second quarter of 2020, exactly one year later, Americans' personal savings went up to $4.85 trillion. Now, this was all the government COVID-related money that was dumped into our economy. And, and, then, and then, tragically, a year later in the second quarter of 2021, 
we went from 4.85 trillion to 1.98 trillion so americans spent almost 3 trillion dollars in one year they didn't hang on to a lot of that money and now the second quarter of 2022 America's personal savings went down to $629 billion. So as a country, it basically tells us we're broke. We don't have a lot of reserves, okay? And so that's a 68% decrease from that, from 2021, an 87% decrease in personal savings from 2020. So we all know gas, groceries, everything has gone up. So I just think that uh, if somebody gets into trouble, gets laid off their job, whatever, they just don't have a lot of reserves to make those mortgage payments. And I think that is a big factor that's going to come into play as far as um, foreclosures go. So interesting statistics for sure, Rick, and and could easily be an indication that what we have here is perhaps the delay of the inevitable recession. And, and, And we've heard economists talk about you know, the recession is coming. I think people have to go through their savings before they get to that point where they're out of money, right? Once they're out of money, then the recession really hits. We had a whole bunch of money and a whole bunch of savings. It sounds like people are really working through their savings right now, hopefully responsibly. But at the end of the day, we have savings for a reason. Um, but yeah, if the savings is gone, then we find ourselves in a pretty interesting position, don't we? We do. And that's, that's what's concerning. So I, you had mentioned this earlier, Rick, um, the foreclosure and short sale class that you recently put together. This is an excellent, excellent class. And especially if you're a real estate agent out there, but if you're just, um, you know, average Joe or a consumer, somebody that's thought about foreclosures or, you know, hopefully you're in a good spot. You're not having to deal with a foreclosure, but maybe just want more information. Rick teaches that class. He's going to start teaching it, what, like once a month or so, Rick? Probably once a month. Our first class is next Thursday, the 16th. And there, there's uh, CE credits, continuing education credits for real estate agents for continuing education credits, right? And there's a cost for the class as well, if people want to take it. There is. So if uh, any real estate brokers out there are listening to this, um, I would encourage you to take the class. It's, it was approved by DOOR for four CE credits, and I did a lot of research in putting this class together. I think that there's some good information in there. Absolutely. So, uh, Rick, let's dive back into foreclosures here. Now, I'm wondering, when a home is foreclosed on, what is the condition of the home typically when the bank takes it over? Or you mentioned earlier there's an auction, right? There's an auction process when somebody, and I think a lot of times it sounds like there's investors that are purchasing those these homes at auction. What is the condition of these properties by the time they get into somebody else's hands? Well, I think that it's going to be different from our last foreclosure market. Um, for people that do have equity in their home, they've probably kept the home up in anticipation of, knowing they're going to have to put it on the market and sell it, so they want it to sell as quickly as possible or as much as possible. However, there are often homes where people just walk away, yeah, and the home is deteriorated. Maybe there's been squatters, vandalism, anything can happen. Sometimes they'll take all the appliances out of the kitchen, uh, you know, so forth. So sometimes the condition uh, is less than desirable, but I think this time around we won't see – the, the the condition, I think it'll be improved over our previous foreclosure market. Let me ask you something. If uh, if a property goes to auction, 
do the people that are purchasing the property have the option to view the property before they submit their offers on usually, the property? Usually not. That's the So they're kind of buying it, what do you call that, uh, buying it blind or sight unseen? They're kind of, they can drive over to the property and um, try to look through a window if it's vacant or something or walk around the property, but technically they don't have access to it. And you have to be really careful because there sometimes is not just a first lien against the property. There could be a second mortgage. There could be an IRS tax lien, a state tax lien, an HOA lien. There could be any other liens that they may not be aware of. So if you're thinking of going to an auction as an investor, do your due diligence and research the property before you go to the auction uh, because you do have to pay cash at the auction for these properties. So that's interesting. So if you're paying cash for a pro- let's just say a property sells for $100,000, that's the cost to purchase the home. But what may also piggyback the purchase of that home is potentially additional liens on the property. The liens don't go away because there was a foreclosure on the property? The, the junior lien holders have a, um opportunity to file prior to the foreclosure selling position. Oh, interesting. So then they would need to get paid off. But but the problem is that what happens with the junior lien holder is they have to pay the first lien holder off in order to get Mm. the property. And then they've got to – and a lot of them, if they've got a small uh, second or a junior lien holder's got a small position, often they they don't redeem. Yeah. Interesting. So my next question was, who's responsible for cleaning it up? It sounds to me like maybe the home doesn't necessarily need to be cleaned up. Yeah, it if may, it can be sold at auction and you're buying it sight unseen, there's probably no sense in really cleaning it up, if you will. Now, if it doesn't sell at auction and the bank has the property still that they need to get rid of, are they typically, they're typically going to probably put some money into it, right? They, 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 yes. Now, it's kind of changed a little bit. The last foreclosure... Uh, market that we had, banks would hire real estate brokers, and I was actually one of those brokers. I worked for several banks and, and listed uh, many foreclosed properties. Uh, we would uh, hire somebody to come in and clean the property, do what's called a trash out, pull a dumpster out to the front, haul all the trash out, um, go in, check the appliances, check you know the mechanicals, furnace, water heater, and so forth, roof, make sure everything was functional that way. And, and then the bank would, would de- determine what they would want to do to get the property ready to market. So it's safe to say that you're going to be purchasing this home out of foreclosure at a discount, which is why you're going to see a number of investors that are typically interested in foreclosure properties. Uh, possibly at a discount. Um, you know, as, as we all know, prices have really escalated. But the bank will determine a minimum bid that they are willing to take, and that will be posted on the website of the county, the county's website prior to the, uh, two days prior to the sale date, so that an investor can actually see how much they have to get a cashier's check and bring that amount to the foreclosure sale. Now, if the property is bid up at the foreclosure sale and that particular person's bid is accepted then the trustee will allow them to go back to the bank and get any additional funds that were needed. But you will need to bring a cashier's check in for the initial amount that is posted on the website. Gotcha. And uh, what does the process look like for purchasing a foreclosure? And you may have just answered this question. Are foreclosures are sold for cash? They're sold There's for, no financing they're, they're involved? They're sold for cash at, a, at the public trustee sale. And, and so um, unless the bank takes it back, of course, yeah. and then they'll 
dispose of it the way they want to. But typically, if it's sold, it is sold for cash at the trustee sale, yes. Gotcha. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Denver 1600. Check out past episodes on our podcast at denversports.com. For mortgage questions and information, give us a call at 303-921-5747. And if you would like to get in touch with Rick Culp about buying or selling your next home, he can be reached at 303-995-4788. Rick, we've got just a couple of minutes left here what would you like to leave the audience with in general when it comes to foreclosures? Well, if you're experiencing this yourself, um, I know that one of the problems that a lot of home, homeowners in foreclosure experience is denial. It's hard to believe that's happening. But remember that the, the attorney is working for the bank to move forward with the foreclosure process. Don't let that bog you down. If you've got equity in the home, put it on the market and get your house sold and get your, salvage something. Yeah. And, and try to avoid foreclosure. As I mentioned before, that stays on your credit report for seven years. Well, Rick, if somebody would like information around foreclosure, is there a phone number that they can call? Um, I think you had mentioned a hotline earlier. Uh, do you happen to have that information? Because, I mean, if you're a homeowner, and like you said, if you're going through that particular situation or you're in that scenario and you know you're maybe you're scared maybe, you know maybe you're embarrassed maybe whatever the case might be if you're experiencing uh, a state where you're not able to make those payments you've missed a couple of payments and if foreclosure may be around the corner is there a phone number that people can call to get some more information there absolutely is so if anyone out there is experiencing this situation call the colorado foreclosure hotline at one 877 601 HOPE, 1-877-601-4673. And you can get some, sometimes you may feel like you can't afford to hire an attorney or get legal advice. Call this hotline number. Yep. And uh, I know, depending on when you did the loan, I know that um, nowadays, for as a, from a lending standpoint, when we provide the borrower with their documents at their initial sign-up once they're under contract. And then again at closing, there is a document in there that they sign that actually has a list of 10 uh, advisors within their area where they can contact the the advisor uh, to get some more information around foreclosures, avoiding foreclosures, what are the impacts of foreclosures, all the questions that I'm sure that you have. So uh, certainly some good information and resources there. Rick, we've got about two minutes left on the show here, and since we are on ESPN Denver, uh, thought we might talk sports for just a minute here. Before the show started, we were talking a little bit about the Nuggets, who are doing pretty well this year. The Nuggets are really looking good this year. You know, the last couple of years we've had injuries that have kind of kept us um, from advancing in the playoffs, uh, specifically Jamal Murray and Michael Porter. They're back this year. They're really getting in rhythm um, Aaron Gordon is having a great year. Of course, Jokic is trying to three-peat as an MVP. And they are in first place in the Western Division right now. They have the best record, and I think they have the second-best record in the NBA. They're they're running pretty much neck-and-neck neck with the Celtics on the East as far as the best record. So the Nuggets look like a strong contender this year. Well, you got to love that. Love to see the Nuggets in the finals this year. Uh, tomorrow's the Super Bowl. Who do you like in the Super Bowl this year, Rick? You know, I'm going to be honest. For me, uh, of course – you know, we, we 
as Bronco fans, maybe we should pull for somebody in our own division. But we're all kind of <laughs> sick of the Chiefs because they be, have beaten us every year for seven or eight years now. So for me, I just want it to be a good game. Yeah, as long I would as agree. it's a good game, a close game, and I think it will be. I think yep. it'll be a very good game. So we got. I'm from Syracuse, New York, and Donovan McNabb, who was the quarterback, obviously for the Eagles uh, for many years, went to Syracuse University. So a lot of us out of uh, Syracuse, upstate New York. Uh, we're rooting for the Eagles when Donovan McNabb was there, and I certainly have a number of friends and family that still root for the Eagles today. Um, my uncle, my cousins, uh, a bunch of people rooting for the Eagles. So uh, I guess I'm probably pulling for the Eagles. I'm a Bills fan at heart, but I'm pulling for the Eagles uh, tomorrow for sure. And then we got opening day coming up on March 30th this year. Might try to make that game. Yeah. You going to hit up some Rockies games this year? Probably will. You know, I had heard that one of the owners uh, talked about we have a great chance of having a 500 team this year. Oh, boy. So I'm like, <laughs> it's kind of sad when ownership is thinking 500 is an improvement, but it actually is for us. But the Rockies have always been a great venue. For those of you that have ever been down um, – Coors Field, you know, on oh, a Friday a night, a weekend. It's just a great venue. Great, It is a lot of fun to go down there. Absolutely. Well, Rick, thanks so much, as always, for joining us on the show today. Uh, again, if you'd like to get in touch with Rick Kalp with Brokers Guild Real Estate, he can be reached at 303-995-4788. Rick has 29 years of real estate experience here. He is an excellent wealth of knowledge and uh, an incredible resource. Thanks so much, Rick. Thank you for tuning in to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. If you have a question about financing for your next home or refinancing a current mortgage, give us a call at 303-921-5747. And don't miss next week's show right here on ESPN Denver 1600 every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. You can find past episodes on our podcast at denversports.com.